Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are. So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Hi, tribe. This is Shaman Durek, and I am super excited because we have an amazing, beautiful vocalist who has created a song for the tribe. Her name is Christina Gratus. You can follow her on Instagram at channel the love. I love this song because it's a song of redemption. It's a song of realizing that, yes, we do make mistakes because we're here for refinement, but we're also here to love each other and to run with that, run with each other and run and run and run with that love and be with each other and keep loving. And that was what I got from this song. So I know you're going to enjoy it. And here it is, Christina Gratus. Love you. When things go bad and I'm afraid And I'm looking at that mess I made It is then that I can see your face And your faith in me in warm embrace And softly this will bring me home To all that is
Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And you are a really special person, an amazing person, because there's only one of you that exists, and that makes you sacred, and that makes you valuable. So if you don't see that, and you don't recognize that, then let me tell you right now that I love you. If anyone hasn't told you they love you, but let me explain to you what type of love that is. It's an unconditional love. It's a love that says whoever you are and however you are and whatever you've gone through, whenever you've done, I love you. And so the consciousness of that awareness of love is that you don't have to do anything or be anything or fit yourself into any kind of idea of something in order for me to love you or to fit into my ideas of something in order for me to love you. I can just unconditionally love you and know that there's only one of you that exists. And so while we're on this planet, I get to know that you exist and, and share that love with you. And when I see you, to wrap my arms around you and give you a kiss and say, I love you and you exist and there's only one of you that makes you very sacred and very precious. And so therefore we must nurture and be kind and loving to you, to anyone, because there's only one of them that exists, right? And that's a beautiful thing. So it's really important for you to understand that. And speaking of awareness, when we're talking about awareness, a lot of times people think awareness is just being aware of something and that 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 is a form of awareness that I can understand and go with. Yeah, sure. You know, just being aware of something. You're aware of something. You could be aware of the table or the chair or the beautiful flowers sitting on the table. You could be aware of the intricate design on a plate or on an art piece that you see in a museum and you could be aware that there is messiness in the room or be aware that the sky is blue and that there's five people walking on the street. But that's not the awareness that I'm speaking of. I'm talking about being aware from the spiritual self, being aware of the understanding and the recognition of other beings on planet Earth. And, you know, a lot of people get really stuck in this area. And this has caused a lot of suffering on our planet. And I, when I say suffering, I mean suffering. I mean death, destruction, decay, degradation, hate, war, you name it. All because a group of people or a collective of people or an individual person feels threatened by anything that is in opposition to its beliefs, its ideas, and how it chooses to live its existence. The idea that there is someone in contrary contrast to who you are and how you're operating in your field of intelligence creates a doubt which makes you insecure because you're not really grounded in who you are if you can't let other people be who they are, regardless of being able to make them you or to accept your beliefs. This limits you. And limits us in our evolution. And it's a really um, unfortunate downfall in, in our species that other beings can't just come here and introduce themselves from other parts of the galaxy because we can't even get along with each other. We can't even accept other people for their differences because we feel threatened or uncomfortable that we can't identify them. So we, because the reason being is that we feel that we always have to identify people and label them and put them into a box so that we can feel safe. Because the idea of not knowing or the idea of not understanding, because we don't really want to understand, limits us from building a real understanding of what we call a social collective or a community or a tribe of people who can love each other unconditionally. 
without the idea of force feeding or pushing or devaluing or attacking or killing or destroying anyone because you feel insecure about your own beliefs and your own stature and your own understanding of your existence. The biggest problem in humanity, big, huge, huge. And I encourage any of you who want to get on the train with me and really start creating an awareness of this, um, this, this misfortunate uh, situation on our planet that we can't understand how to develop a spiritual maturity, a mental maturity, and an emotional maturity that allows us to be able to coexist on the same planet without threat or fear or the need to destroy or destruct or to create any type of insult or injury to anyone that is in difference in contrast to who we are. You see, you know, a lot of times recently in the press um, that's been going around the world uh, with my, me and my relationship with my girlfriend, my goddess, my amazing, beautiful, loving, wonderful woman, Princess Marta, you know, we have been getting a lot of stuff. And one of the things that people keep talking about is they keep saying, oh, the bisexual shaman, the bisexual shaman, the bisexual shaman. And sometimes I just laugh and think it's very interesting how human beings are so stuck in their inability to be aware of the many different levels of relations and connections and energies that make up an identity of a human being on any level. So that being said, to make it simply understood for you, meaning that no one could really justify or identify me unless they understand to sit down with me and learn about how I see and perceive my existence. So all they can do is create a box and say bisexual. What is the meaning of bisexual? A person who's sexually attracted to female and male beings. Boom, you go into the box of the bisexual box. Okay, fine whatever. But the truth of the matter is it's not accurate because you can't identify me as bisexual by those means alone because I'm not attracted to every single male and I'm not attracted to every single female. So then what does that do? So do they have like uh, a different word that they're going to throw on that box such as, uh, okay, so he's not attracted to every male. He's not attracted to every female. That doesn't make sense. So what box does he go into? Because a bisexual person is attracted to all men and all women, as according to um, the, the Webster Dictionary. So if we really begin to identify based upon boxes and labels, we're actually doing an injustice to people on earth because we are literally not having a true awareness of the likeliness of their being. Now, this is important, okay? Because we have caused so much suffering on our planet. And I don't mean just suffering. I'm talking suffering, degradation, destruction, war, hate, you name it, based upon this small infraction that has become a huge infraction upon the idea and identity of what it means to socially interact and to understand each other as a human being in the same species. And let's even just take it out of the species, but in the same understanding of all sentient beings and all species, because we can't even interact with anyone different than our own species because we don't understand it. So we just assume to take on the higher authority that we are the operating authority on planet Earth. And that is even scary because then you have people running around thinking that they have authority over other people based on color or sex or the fact that they're male or female or if it's an animal or if whatever it may be or if it's a tree or any of these things. They feel that they have some, some social entitlement to be able to reference and to diagram someone into a box with the relations of their own understanding, which is completely different from the understanding of that being or that sentient being or that species that is interacting with them because they're not really interacting with anyone. You can't interact with anyone if you're not willing to understand who they are from their understanding of their existence and their beingness. So the quality of that interaction is basically false and held outside of the field of authenticity. Yeah. Go figure. Think about it. A human being interacts with another person. 
that human being listens to that person talk. Uh, that person says, oh yeah, you know, I'm a, I, I, like, I like dating men or I like being with women or I'm black or I'm Asian or I'm this or I'm that. Immediately what most people do is basically size up the idea of who they are based on their color, based on their sexuality, based on their education, based on the, how much money they have in the bank account. I mean, the list goes on. And then you go into all these boxes with check marks, but the boxes are illusions because you can't really be held in a box unless you understand why that person's likeliness exists in the first place. And you're not the one who decides that. They are. That's the rub, my darlings. The rub is you can't identify anyone under your perimeters or your ideas or your belief systems without asking them, connecting with them, engaging them to find out the likeliness of their being. And once you find out the likeliness of their being, that's all you get is that. And then you have to either choose to love it and accept it unconditionally or you choose not to love it and accept it unconditionally because you can't love and accept yourself unconditionally. So a person who can't come into the formation of unconditional love awareness is because they can't do that for themselves. So if you can't do that for yourself, that means you have doubt and fear and insecurity and it makes you a very insecure person. And I can tell you there are so many insecure people walking on the planet who are pretending to be secure and truth, they're really insecure. And the way you can find out is simple. What do they talk about? How do they talk about it? So if someone is talking about ways to make this world better and bringing love to the planet and lifting people and making it all inclusive, that person is really evolved. If they are um, looking at people from a place of judgment and saying what they don't like and what this is, they don't like and they don't like this and they don't like that and this is disgusting and this is bad and this is wrong, very unevolved. Um, the reason being is that their awareness has not left them. Their awareness has not transversed the field of unknown into the reality of another person's field to learn and understand the likeness of their being and therefore moving on to another person's field to learn the likeness of their being without needing to put them in a label in a box. If they can only react and identify from fear, um, from worry, from judgment, or from any of the things, that means their awareness has not even left them. Their awareness is not expanded. It's not moving anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's just sitting right with them and their world and their beliefs and their ideas of themselves. So that means the fear and insecurity is limiting them in their social evolution. And this limits human beings from being able to interact in a way that is coming from love, unconditional, grace, beauty, generosity, kindness, and, and, and acceptance. And this is, a, this is a downfall for humanity, a huge downfall, because human beings operate in this field of consciousness that they think that if they can continue to label things and box them up and separate them and create divisiveness, that this is going to create more safety. When in fact, if we look at it from a shamanic point of view, it actually creates what is known as chaos. Chaos is the energy formation that all things are not able to interact with each other or hold space for each other. So therefore, there is a chaotic display of energy, which will eventually lead into destruction if not maintained or put into an understanding. There has to be something that harmonizes those energies. Every energy can be harmonized and connected to another energy, therefore lifted into a frequency where all things are operating in that frequency of connection and communication. But it cannot happen if the person is operating in a field of dissonance and, um, and lack of resonance because of their inability to connect their awareness of the frequency of another person without trying to project or to define that person's frequency without knowing who that person is and why they see themselves in their existence and their likeness. And that has caused a lot of social calamity on our planet. And it's really sad. Parts of me want to cry even just by saying it because it's been very painful to watch human beings degrade each other 
and then do it for social play or for, you know, accolades from their peers or, you know, social bullying and, you know, pushing women down, putting men down, uh, you know, putting people down because of their sexual preferences or the things that they're attracted to, uh, putting them in boxes because of their labels. Um, that are being placed upon them based on their color or their belief system in their God or their religion or their spiritual observation. It just, it doesn't compute. You know, it's the same consciousness where, you know, I was recently in Norway and I had a lot of religious people coming at me and being like, you belong to the devil and you are evil and you are brought evil into the into the royal family and, you know, just a bunch of craziness. And all I thought to myself was, you know, I'm just going to love these people, but also I'm going to, I feel sad for them and I'm going to cry for them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to dance for them. I'm going to do something energetically in harmony for them, even though they don't know it. But what they are actually doing is they're going against the very core of who they are and the core of what Jesus stood for. And how do they know I don't love Jesus? How do they know? They never even asked me. They just assume that I'm a shaman and they think they know what shamanism is based on their very limited viewpoint of being a shaman. Anything that seems different, they think, oh, shaman, witchcraft, shaman, black magic, shaman, uh, evil, devil worshiper, you know, this kind of thing, fallen angel, whatever. They just assume the worst. And the very thing that their religion and their belief system is based on the very thing that it says in the Ten Commandments, thou shall not judge, this goes right out the window. So not only are they not observing life in the most harmonious, loving way and being able to understand people if they wanted to bring people to Jesus, let's just say, if they wanted to bring people to love God or love Jesus, they would have to be an example of that love. And yet they're not being an example of that love. So then they're doing the work of the very thing they say that is against them, which is the devil, right? Because the devil's job is to push you away from God. But if you're coming at someone and, you know, and, you know, being hostile and saying mean things and saying, you know, um, insults and wanting to cause injury to someone because you feel that they are the spawn of the devil or whatever, or whatever, you are basically going against what Christ spoke about, which is to one, see everyone as your brother and sister, two, don't judge people, love them unconditionally, don't cast the stone unless you cast it upon yourself. I mean, the list goes on and it's so interesting how it's completely thrown out the door and the pious prejudice, um, pride that comes in front of the behavior is that I'm going to condemn you and say all these horrible things and I'm going to push you so far away from God and then say that I'm holy and righteous and that I think I'm going to have a place in heaven based on my belief systems. Because remember, you don't get into heaven unless you have devoted your life and given your life and you come through Jesus, as Christians will say. But you're not coming through Jesus when you're pushing people away from God, when you're pushing them away from love, when you're pushing them away from generosity and mercy and kindness and, and acceptance, which is what Christ stood for. You're not coming through Jesus. You're coming through the very thing that you speak against on another person, which is the devil from your understanding of the devil. In shamanism, we don't believe in the devil or Satan. We don't have that same belief. However, utilizing that information in our talk, in our share today, tribal members, is really important for us to recognize the truth and the discord that that has caused because the awareness of those ideas are not grounded in awareness at all. There is no awareness. And so that's where we have to understand where what awareness is. Awareness is in, not in that situation. It can't be in that situation because you can't go into a situation where you're condemning, judging, and alienating people 
and then saying that your belief system is held in the idea of Jesus and, and Christ, which was all about unconditional love, acceptance, embracing the sick, embracing those who did things that were contrary to who they were, embracing the, the rapists, embracing all these people with unconditional love and acceptance, and saying, you know, when someone does something, turn the other cheek, when, you know, thou shalt not judge, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not put on these false pretenses upon another person with and 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 speak before God. It, that that's the basic of Christianity is held within those those teachings of Christ. And yet at the same time, you think that your awareness is there? You have no awareness. You are what we call lacking awareness or what we can call empty awareness or the void of awareness or no awareness at all, right? And so, to have no awareness at all is a scary thing because darkness looks for anyone who operates in an, uh, what we call a constricted awareness. Now, let me explain to you what that means. A constricted awareness means that your awareness can't even leave your being, travel past the unknown realms and into someone else's understanding of life and be able to engage them with love and acceptance to understand the likeness of their existence and to see all the wonderful ways that creation or the source or God brings things into fruition through its creative intelligence. So the operating factor is that you have no awareness. And when you have no awareness, darkness can weave its energy into your brain, you know, your conductor as I call it, and begin to input frequency codes into your brain that make you act out um, energies that are held to keep you a slave or to make someone else feel bad or to cast harm or injury to another person or to be a killer or a rapist or a murderer or a gangster or anything that would require you to degrade life, destroy life, destruct life, and to eliminate life or to lower someone's self-esteem, or to put someone down, or call someone a name, or yell at them, or tell them that they're a horrible person, or all of these things means you are lacking in awareness. You have no awareness. You are the void of awareness. And that's a scary place because that's where you're empty. And when you're empty, um, darkness moves in. It's kind of like an abandoned house. Oh, it brings up a lot of emotions for me because I see a lot of empty houses and then I see a lot of full houses because they're drinking the lit juice and riding the lit train and shifting and lifting those, those behaviors and those patterns into light frequency, which is what this whole ancient wisdom is about. To proclaim your knowledge and your light intelligence, to honor your sovereignty, your majesty, your kingdom and queendom in your being, right? It's literally to bring heaven on earth through you. You as the bridge that that allows light to pass through other dimensions and to build and create and to speak and to proclaim and to allow the resonant tone frequency of light source to penetrate into the world through you and touch the lives of so many people through you as a being of this divinity because you are able to be the vessel or the bridge that allows light to cross and pass over into our world from another um, dimensions or multiple dimensions that are light frequency held. So that is the true nature of bringing heaven on earth is that we need stargates. And those stargates are you. Those stargates are you. I'm a stargate. You're a stargate. We have the ability to open up dimensional doorways through our being, through our behaviors, through our words, and through the way in which we think that can draw light energy into this realm and really uh, transmutate, transfigurate darkness into the light. And so, 
what I found interesting was that, you know, all these people who claim to be Christian, claim to be Muslim, and claim to be all these things, but instead they're going around judging people, condemning them, and crucifying them, and looking for ways to degrade them. They literally have no awareness. And anyone who calls another person a name has no awareness. Anyone who puts someone in a box and labels them and says, this person is this, and this person is bisexual, and this person is, is gay, and this person is this and that, whatever it may be, right? And you want to label someone and label yourself, that means you have no awareness. Because a being that has what we call um, a sovereign being, a being of grace, a being of light illumination, of light intelligent source, cannot be defined, period. That's the reality. And, and, and it's interesting, uh, and I really want you to understand this and hear this, but you cannot be defined. Like, no one can define me. Like, they can say, what is, you know, a shaman? Or what is these things? Or what is that thing? Well, I know there was a situation recently where someone in Norway was like, uh, some shaman in Norway was going in the press saying like, oh, I'm not a real shaman because I choose to charge people and I shouldn't charge people and I should give it for free. You know, I have words for you. Go fuck yourself. And the reason why I say that with love, I say with love, go fuck yourself. Because I still love you and I accept you and I understand you, but you're seriously on my rock and roll side, I have to say, go fuck yourself. And the reason why I say go fuck yourself is because of the fact that you are basically denying the very existence of all humanity on this planet. We all have to survive. Did you, what planet are you on? I know shamans all over the world who charge, uh, who need to pay for food and they need to be able to buy things and they need to be able to get tools and they need to be able to do all of these things unless they're way out in the indigenous area where they're making their own tools and their own clay pots and all that. But I can tell you right now that that's not the case if you're living in urban cities and you're in interacting and traveling on airplanes and having to put food in your system and pay for Airbnbs or hotels or whatever it may be. I'm sorry, but uh, the age is the age of getting potatoes or, and tomatoes and giving you know the little uh, fruits and berries out of someone's garden and being able to sleep in their barn is not here. So I don't know where you're at and what you're doing, but this is the what I'm talking about. It's the lack of awareness. It's I'm going to say something without really doing an awareness check of where someone is in their evolution, how do they perceive themselves in their existence and understanding the likeness of their being. You can't just make comments like that, like, oh, this is what all shamans are supposed to do. I'm sorry, not all shamans need to sit under a coconut tree or live in the depths of a jungle in order to be a shaman. Spirit has its many willy ways and spirit is not held in definition. I know that from my shamanic training. It's not held in definition. So if it's not held in definition, you can't define that all shamans are the same. You can say that there are certain things that shamans uh, are aware of and operate from, but everyone's tribal culture and everyone's background, and I know there are shamans who don't even have tribal connection like my family history does, and yet still are shamans because their spirits choose shamans, not the tribe. So we need to get a, a real strong understanding of that because it's sometimes I just listen to people talk and I'm just like, I, sometimes I don't even say anything because the, what's coming out of their mouth is so completely ridiculous in the nature of intelligence that I just don't even know if me uttering words out of my mouth is necessary to counter a response to what they're saying. What I think is that they need more time to evolve. Before I even open my mouth, I don't think even opening my mouth is necessary at that point. Sometimes, you know, the press will say things to me and, you know, were you at this hospital? Did you work in Israel? Did you, did you really work in the kids' cancer ward? I told you I did. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. If you can't find me on the registry, because it wasn't like I was a ward of the hospital. But the thing is, I don't really need to prove anything to you. I, I was there. I did what I needed to do and I'm not there anymore. So what difference does it make? If you're trying to prove if something's right or wrong, that's your world. Figure it out. Figure out how I did it. But it's not for me to tell you.
So the thing is, is the core energy or the way in which we operate has to have awareness. And we can't keep living as unaware beings and then speaking out of our mouth and saying things and not realizing the amount of damage that we're doing in the world to other people and ourselves because we choose not to have awareness. You know, the the quality of that awareness. So let me talk about the quality of that awareness. So the quality of that awareness means that you're aware of even the things that are in your, your own environment. So let's say, for instance, you believe that your mate doesn't love you. Okay, so how can you believe your mate doesn't love you if you're not aware of how your mate understands love? Hmm? I mean, you couldn't really say my man or my woman doesn't love me based on your awareness because that means your awareness hasn't left you. And so if your awareness hasn't left you, then you're only looking and building the world based on how you see things. And that's not going to help you interact with other people. If you want to have relationships with people, I mean, authentic relationships with people, it would probably be best for you to find out what they understand love to be. They could be loving you the whole time and you don't even realize it. Like I had a woman once come to me and she said, you know, my husband doesn't love me. I don't even know why I stay in this relationship. I'm so tired of it. I'm over it. I'm done. Okay. So I, you know, the husband, I said, well, I would like to have a, 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 you know, talk with your husband. It would be nice if you were there. Can you arrange that? So she did. And I said to the husband, I said, um, do you love your wife? He goes, of course I love my wife, Shaman Durek. I love her with all my heart and soul. And she goes, no, you don't. Stop lying. No, you don't. And she got all mad. I said, excuse me, um, my love, but you are not to interrupt me while I'm asking your husband questions. This is not this is not a battle ring. This is not battle royale. This is not I'm here for you to attack each other. I'm here to bring harmony into chaos that has been created from lack of awareness. And she said to me, Shaman Dirk, you know I've been doing all of this, this, this spiritual things and I've been reading these books and doing these seminars and all this stuff like that. I have awareness. I'm very aware of what's going on. That's the reason why I'm so upset right now. I said, okay, my love, I hear you and I understand that you think you have awareness and I get it. But let's really identify awareness from the true point of awareness, not from your point of awareness, which is you. So, have you ever asked your husband what love is to him? And I said, has she ever asked you what love is to you? Like, what, how do you show love in the way in which you know how to show love? He said, no. And she goes, well, no, I, I mean, I guess I haven't. I said, so then you don't even know what love looks like for him, how in which he distributes love and brings love forth. So you think that any way that you bring love to yourself or love that you believe it should look like, maybe you're basing it off of something you saw in your childhood or in a movie or something you had a dream about, whatever it may be, your awareness has not left you. Your awareness has not traveled past the unknown fields and into his world and to ask him what love looks like for him and how it is being projected. You should have actually thought about that before you even got married. Because if your understanding of love is proclaimed only to you, then you should find out if the other person's love is the same love in, in, in sense. If it's not, you're going to have problems because you're going to want them to love you the way you think love should be. And that's manipulation because you'll be getting mad at them and, you know, and withholding from them and saying mean things to them, doing whatever it is you feel you need to do in order to make your point instead of just really going in and expanding your awareness. So I said, can you tell her how you love and what love looks like? He says, you know, I grew up in a family that money was really hard and my father had to work really hard to make money. And so he took a lot of jobs, but I felt, you know, my father always would say that, you know, he loves his family so much because he wants to make sure we have the best of everything. And so he worked really, really hard to do that. And I knew that my dad loved me because he was doing everything he could to take these extra jobs so that me and my mom and my baby brother was able to have what we needed and be able to go to a good school and be able to, you know, have the nice clothes and all these things. And so my father sacrificed himself 
in that way. And I, I know, you know, he was such a great, he was a, such a love to his family, to me and, and my mom and my baby brother. And I said, aha. Uh -huh. I said, so do, how do you, do you show love in the same way? He goes, of course I do. That's why, you know, I work a lot and I spend a lot of my time working so that she can have all the things that makes her happy. So that way she knows that I love her, that I'm willing to put aside the things that I love to make sure that she's loved. So I said, okay. I said, well, you know, there's something we need to discuss with you because that's also um, a form of martyrism um, and also sacrificing yourself in order to give someone that was not in, wasn't the best idea for your father, but I understand there are other ways to do it, but we can talk about that in another time, you and I. And he goes, okay. And I said, do you, do you see how he uh, distributes love? And she was in shock. She had no idea. She, in her idea, thought that love was the um, antithesis of someone, you know, constantly bringing flowers and taking walks on beaches and, you know, and um, taking little vacations away where you make hot little bubble baths and sit and drink wine together and make love and all of these things. She never... Um, you know, asked him his way of love. And so the whole time he was loving her. And yet the same thing when I said to him was, you also have to expand your awareness to find out what way she receives love so that you both are on the same page. You both are seeing the same vision for growth in your relationship. Because remember, there's no point being in a relationship with someone if your awareness is only with you. And there's no point being in a relationship if you're not amplifying love into the world. Then there's no reason to be in that relationship because every relationship should be based based on amplifying love into the world. So for instance, with my relationship, for instance, because I don't keep awareness with myself, I, I travel beyond the unknown into the realm of other people. So I know how my woman likes to be loved, right? And or anyone for that matter. So I know how to distribute that love in a way that makes them feel so on top of the world and lit up and flying like a lit rocket into outer space. And that's because of that level of awareness, not staying with me, but also traveling outside of the unknown into the realm of their understanding of what they see and need and, and, and value in their life. And so it really changed the dynamic of their relationship and helped them to build an even stronger relationship. And all of the things that she was thinking of doing, she let go and started to start from beginning again and begin to learn from each other by expanding his awareness into her awareness and her awareness into his. And that allowed them, and to this day, they're still together and they're constantly thanking me every time I see them and being very happy in love with one another because they were willing to pass the threat threshold of nonsense and step into expanded awareness. And this is very important. So they're not just being aware of the bicycle going down the street or the man honking his horn in traffic or the fact that the roses are on the table in the kitchen. They're being aware of that energy um, that goes deeper into it. Such as a person could be aware of a plant in the room, but are they aware that the plant is asking for water? Are they just only focusing on the fact that it's a plant or the tree or, you know, their dog or their cat? Are they aware that their dog is in the room? Are they aware of their dog and, and being, bringing their awareness into their dog so that they are aware of their dog's needs and aware of their dog's feelings and aware of their dog's, you know, love for them and so forth. So, there is this great, beautiful gift of expanded awareness. And it's important that we do that for ourselves in this day and age. It's important that we begin to operate as beings that are not operating in what I call uh, singularity awareness, where we operate with our awareness with ourselves and then get upset with the world and, and judge the world and get more blind because we're not able to move outside of ourselves. So you can't really judge anything because judgment means you're blind. So judgment means you're only judging that of your own dimension, your own world. 
if your awareness has not traveled beyond the void, beyond the unknown, uh, into someone else's awareness, you're, you will never be able to understand anything or anyone for that matter. And the truth of the matter is, in order for us to be able to become these really powerful global beings, meaning loving our global species, our global planet, we really have to get out of this definition characterizations that we do in order to define things to make ourselves feel safe. Just be comfortable in who you are and love who you are and embrace who you are and without the idea that someone is a threat to you because they are in contrast to who you are. Any contrasting energy of who you are is actually, to me, quite sexy if you ask me. I mean, you know, in my own relationships and with my friends and so forth, I have a a wide variety of friends. I have friends who are skaters. I have friends who are punk rockers. I have friends who are Wall Street execs. I have friends who are, you know, scientists. I have friends who are doctors. I have friends who are just free-spirited, dancing at festivals and spinning around and, you know, and giving free love hugs. I have friends from all walks of life. I have friends who are preppy and I have friends who are hip hop and I have friends who are grunge. And you know what? Whatever the the group situation is, if they're grunge or hip hop, because it's something they're all interested in, such as they're all interested in, in hip hop music or they're interested in country music. So they, they you know, are they interested in horses? And so they that's their interest. But they also could be interested in horses and be interested in hip hop. <laughs> so you can call them the hip hop horseback riders. But the point I'm making is, is that it doesn't matter. They're just people. And I have friends with all people from all types of ways that they choose to engage their lives. And that's what's important. It's not that what they do or how they think. It is about the fact that I enjoy my time when I'm with them. And I enjoy learning from them about their world and their way of seeing their creation and their being and the way their likeliness shows up as a creative light in this world. And I think that when we get into that level of understanding, we begin to see the world in a much more expanded way. Truly, we get an ability to remove ourselves from these status quos and these boxes and labels and these check marks and benchmarks and all of these things that we've created to limit our species from ever evolving into an intergalactic species or intergalactic family. But we're interrelating with other beings from other galaxies who now know that we're not a threat to ourselves, which would mean that we would be a threat to them. Because when we are a threat to ourselves, it's because we're not operating in the field of love's awareness. We're operating in a field of singular awareness based on our understanding of the world through our pious pride and prejudice behaviors. This does not make safe for another being from another galaxy to come and to connect with us and to engage with us and to share its awareness with us because we are what we call a very volatile species because we are not even giving the love unconditional to ourselves. We are not acknowledging ourselves. We're a threat to ourselves. That's a scary thing about our species. We're a threat to ourselves. When other beings watch us, we're a threat to ourselves. If we're a threat to ourselves, we're definitely a threat to them because we have no um, understanding of ourselves. We're a threat to ourselves. That means that our very action, our very words, and our very behavior is literally destructing our own selves. We are self-destructing species. And that is not okay anymore. So in order for us to be able to go into a higher place of consciousness, it is important for us to expand our awareness beyond the void, beyond the un- the, the unknowing, that beautiful place where I love to hang out and uh, meet and greet so many beings who are coming over to take passage with us to other dimensions and other worlds of thought and idea and concept that can be easily given back to the masses for higher levels of technology and innovation on our planet. And all we have to do is walk through that void, go through that unknown gate, and bring our awareness to something that we're not usually aware of, right? 
And being able to, to create that level of connection will make you a better lover of life. And not just life in human form, but animals and nature and, yeah, everything. To be able to know that the plant in your room wants water because you're aware of its likeliness by connecting with it just through awareness. And then the plant will communicate with you through its awareness and so forth. And, you know, when I was a kid growing up, we used to do these exercises, these shamanic exercises that I was trained in where we'd go out into nature and we'd just be aware of the tree and be aware of the tree. And as we're aware of the tree, we'd stay there in that awareness. And then all of a sudden the tree would start letting us know that we're aware of the tree. And then it would start opening up that energy and inviting me in deeper and deeper until finally I was communicating to the tree. So keeping our awareness in singular form with ourselves and trapping ourselves in our own dimensional gate of our truth and our belief system and our values and everything that we see as right as according to our world does a great disservice to ourselves, but also to the planet at whole. Because we are not able to coexist in the frequency of another person's energy field, like cells in the body, we're not able to coexist because we are holding on to the formation of some form of insecurity or doubt or threat that there is someone in contrast to us that is not doing what we're doing. So is what we're doing in order to make sure we're not feeling ever swayed by them, we have to go to war and degrade and insult and injury them and whatever it may be to make sure we keep our center intact. And that's just not how we're going to be able to thrive on planet Earth. This Earth will continue to go on, but human species will die out. And every culture dies out when it doesn't allow itself to go beyond the boundaries and the threshold. Just take a look at the Egyptians, take a look at the Mayans, take a look at a lot of the different civilizations and the languages and all the things that have died out because of the inability to integrate new information into the collective or the social group or the individual person by going past the veil of um, the unknown and pass into the void and go into other dimensional gates where the things that you know are completely flipped upside down into something completely different and your willingness to transverse those other realms and other dimensions are important as you know even for my christian brothers and sisters remember jesus said that god has many many rooms in its mansion and one room is not the only room and you should go and open up the other doors to the other rooms and see how spectacular and amazing they are there are many rooms in the mansion and so you should look through those rooms and experience those rooms and have an adventure in those rooms and bring back a higher level of intelligence to our planet and to our species species so that we are able to create new innovations and new ideas and that are held within a different structure from which we are experiencing things and that could actually open up new horizons for our evolution and the way in which we adapt on earth i mean all of these things are possible and they can only be achieved if we are willing to expand our awareness and go beyond the thresholds of the void and the unknown and to be able to see the likeliness of something without definition. Only then will we be able to be triumphant in the evolutionary process of our being here on planet Earth. So I encourage you, and I know that you will, and that you are, and that you have been, fundamentally bringing in this awareness of truth into your being to expand beyond the boxes and labels. No, I am not bisexual. I am not gay. I am not straight. I am me. And that's it. <laughs> no definitions. I am a fluid being, a being of many forms, many shapes, many colors, and many degrees of intelligence and characters. And that is what I am. 
And if you want to integrate with that or have fun with that or play with that, then I welcome you. But if you want to judge me and you want to condemn me because you're unable to expand your awareness beyond your own self, then that's your choice. But it has nothing to do with me. And I love you all because it has nothing to do with you either. And so remember that. Remember that. It has nothing to do with you. So don't take offense when someone acts against you in that way. They're not acting against you. (laughs) They're acting against themselves. Just know that. Remember that and honor that. They're not acting against you. They're acting against themselves. I knew when those people were sending me those messages on Instagram, telling me how evil I was and all of these things. I knew that those words were not for me and that it's how they felt about themselves internally. And that is the reason why they had to share their poison and their hate with me. But I'm not here to collect the poison from other people. And I'm not here to collect and dive into the hate that other people want to project onto me. I'm here to love and 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 to make love with divinity in every level of my being, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually to be able to expand myself through all levels of love for all eternity. Hey tribe, I am super happy to share with you all that you can go to the Shaman School. It is my new Shaman School online where you can take classes, up-level yourself, upgrade your powers, learn everything from the basics of shamanism all the way up to more advanced levels where you're really accessing your powers. Because the thing is, Tribe, it's about putting the power back in your hands and we have to be ready for what's coming. And that means get everything you need to keep yourself lit and riding the lit train. You can go to www.theshamanschool.com. I look forward to sharing with you more informational tools that are going to change your life. I love you. So if you're not following me on Instagram, please go to Shaman Derek on Instagram so you can get involved in my lives and get some of my tips and things of this nature. Please sign up on my newsletter if you want to join some of my classes, find out where I'm traveling, where I'm at, cool um, little exercises that I can share with you and any, and any lit verified products that I feel the tribe should have. And so also check out shamanduric.com Uh, If you want to know what kind of workshops and stuff that I have coming up or anything that I'm engaging in, I love you so much. Remember to invite to ignite, invite to ignite and bring more tribal members into the tribe so that we can share love with one another, grow with one another and lead with each other. I love you. And until next time, see you later, alligator.